I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Alyssa. Hey, you are Alyssa. Well, yeah, but I, you said hey weird, so I also said it weird. Well, I didn't think I said it weird, but now I'm very self-conscious about <laughs> moving forward in this episode of the podcast. Um, Great. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll take over then. With confidence, not with any content, because I don't, I can't see the screen very good from here. Okay. Great. I'm, yes. All right. This is an episode of the Marketer's <laughs> Cut, um, where we talk about movie marketing. Uh, we're switching up our, our format a little bit for the summer, trying something new with all these big new summer releases, and we're going to be talking about one movie every week, one big movie that's coming out that week. We have plenty to talk about, so we're not going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel. There's a big movie every week coming out, a big conversation around a big movie. Yes, there is. Um, so this week we're talking about... In the Heights. Yeah, yes. Oh, very confident there. We're talking about In the Heights, um, the new film from Warner Brothers that dropped on HBO Max and in theaters on June 11th. Also June 10th, kind of. Yeah, kind of. That's how all movies work, though. Well... June 11th is its Friday release date, but June 10th is when it gets like the Thursday night showings in theaters. Yeah. But HBO Max went ahead and was like, hey, you can watch this now on the Thursday, which I think is the first one they've done this with. I could be wrong, but but I feel like all the other HBO Max ones have come out like day and date, not like that early release, you know, 7 p.m. showings the day before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it came out very recently. <laughs> Um, it was directed by John M. Chu, and here's a synopsis from IMDb. A film version of the Broadway musical in which Usnavi, a sympathetic New York bodega owner, saves every penny every day as he imagines and sings about a better life. Accurate? Yes, but I, f- I mean, the, I guess the main story is about him, but it's also based on a musical, so there's so many other important characters also happening Yeah. that are not touched on. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, Biggest thing in that synopsis is it's a film version of the Broadway musical. um, A musical that I was familiar with before this. And I don't want to sound all hipster, because I don't think it's what it is. But I was familiar with it before Hamilton as well. Mm -hmm. um, And loved it the first time I saw it. And it's apparently been in the works for a long time. We'll talk about that a bit later. But this was going to be a film even before Hamilton blew up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't like Hamilton blew up and, you know, got the idea of Lin-Manuel Miranda and his, like, other works, like, popular enough to make a movie of and everything. Okay. So, um, but again, we'll talk more about that soon. Uh, this movie was originally slated for a June 2020 release, um, obviously due to COVID-19 that was pushed a full year um, to June 18th. And then more recently, they slid that release date up a week to June 11th. Um, this was made on the the very nice, like, sweet spot, mid, mid-level mid budget of $55 million. Um, loving that, that mid-budget film. Why? It's just, um, and 55 is probably a little bit on the higher end of it, but there's too many super, super high-budget blockbusters. Or super, super low. Yeah, and um, there's a really nice space for that mid-budget thing, but... It, for a lot of execs, it's like, if we're going to spend that much money, we need it to make a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And then when you get up to that level, it's like, well, we might as well spend the extra $100 million to make it a $150 million blockbuster 
because we need this movie regardless to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Or, you know, $500,000. So the mid-budget has felt like it's been disappearing in recent years. Um, but hopefully stuff like this can kind of help keep it alive, help keep it pushing, chugging along. Um, opening weekend. So, you know, we talked on our summer box office predictions episode last week, and I mentioned that there was a, I think, a Variety article that talked about how In the Heights was eyeing a $20 million opening, mm-hmm. which would have been nice. Well, it only opened to $11 million. Um, And I say only because it's under that $20 million expectation. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of conversation around this about how it's like a, a big flop. Interesting. Yeah. Which I thought was weird because we are still in this like return period of theaters and stuff. Of course. And this came out on HBO Max the same day. So you're not going to see the entire scope of it. Yeah, the whole, yeah, exactly. Because you're only getting the box office and like we watched it at home. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I read an article from Blast Magazine. um, And to be fair, like I don't know the extent of like, you know, how, how big this magazine is, how like. Credible. Yeah, credible or reputable. Like if we can read this and say like, oh, this is a serious thing or this is one person trying to to write like a inflammatory article kind of mm-hmm. but it, it specifically the headline was warner brothers marketing failed in the heights and its argument was that like this movie should have done a lot better um and it compared it to the recent hbo max releases that also came out in theaters and do you know like what those were um, or recent releases that came out on streaming in theaters at the same time um Raya, uh, Cruella. Cruella was one it by name compared it to. Um, I mean, we saw Godzilla. Godzilla vs. Kong was another one that they compared this movie to. And the third one was Mortal Kombat. Hmm. All three of those are like big budget films. Mm-hmm. Um, that are also based on very popular film IP. Mm-hmm. Agreed. While this is based on a very popular musical, but it's its first entry into like the film world. Yeah. And stuff. But also it's this it's a mid budget movie musical. It's not Godzilla versus Kong. It's not two monsters punching each other. Exactly. So I think it's extremely unfair to try to compare it to things like that. Um so I'm I looked up some other musicals and you know, to be fair, like these may not be the best representation, but there's some musicals that came to mind, some successful ones, some less successful. Um Greatest Showman. How much do you think that opened to? Like, it was, we worked well, in the movie theater, then it was huge. It didn't start out huge, so. It, no. It grew, it grew big, fat, muscly legs that I got on yeah. leg day. <laughs> um, it did get on leg day, wow. <laughs> uh, so I don't even, I can't even imagine. I'm also guessing like 20 million, maybe. No, 8.8 million opening weekend. Damn. Yeah, and that was pre. Pre-pandemic, pre-virus. Tell me right now, please tell me you have the full amount that it got. A little over $80 million. Now listen, I watched those college kids spend more than $80 million on all that fucking yeah. movie. You're, $80 million <laughs> seems low. $80 million does seem low, but also given how slow it started, it, it you know, had legs to reach that $80 million. You're not wrong about that. It, I'm just, in my head, I'm thinking about the chaos that ensued mm-hmm. every just random day. Yeah. Okay, let's Agreed. keep going. Let's keep but, going. But I mean, again, during during a pandemic, that movie, which was you know felt very popular, came out eight point eight million dollars opening weekend in the heights during a more. pandemic. Yeah, yeah more. made more. Um, Cats is another one. 
Uh, I don't know if you could compare cats. Yeah, cats is a weird one because people, I don't think, were excited for it, but it, cats is arguably one of the most popular musicals, mm-hmm. um, you know, Broadway musicals, like around uh, $6.6 million opening weekend, but finished with $73 million. Um, doesn't sound bad, except cats cost like over $100 million to make. Okay, well, do you have any other ones? Uh, yes, La La Land. That was um, based on a musical? No, I'm not talking about based on musicals in these cases. Just uh, movie musicals. Okay. Um, so La La Land didn't have a big opening because it was more of a platform release. You know, it was a slow rollout mm-hmm. playing that award season thing. But its biggest weekend, about like halfway through its run, halfway through the main chunk of its run, I would say, mm-hmm. $14 million. Um, overall, this movie, it made like, I got, I didn't write down the actual number, but it was something like $200 million worldwide, $300 million worldwide. See, I would like, I feel like n- none of these are exactly the same as like if you were to compare it to Hairspray. Okay. I could have looked at the, the Hairspray one's a bit older. It's not as recent. Well, yeah, but yeah. also I'd like to see it compared to Hairspray. <laughs> um, then maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll talk about that on like, you know, our, our, our Twitter this week or something. Okay. We'll pull some more mu- musical references and, and talk about it there. Perfect. Yep. Um, so I guess the question is, did the marketing fail it? I don't think so. I don't know yet. Based on these other ones, like these all had legs, you know, they kept performing. So we need to see if In the Heights keeps performing. Exactly. And then also we didn't get the HBO Max numbers. Yeah. And HBO Max isn't going to release them. And if they do, we can't trust them. You know, they're going to say whatever makes them look best. Yeah. Um, they have no obligation to tell us the truth. Um, or they can be very selective in the truth that they tell us. Mm-hmm. So, we don't know. But, again, I think it, it has a good start to it. Um, now, one thing that might hurt it is... Uh, How big all the other movies are that going to be this year? Yeah, that's, that's true. There are some really big ones coming out soon. Like, Fast and Furious 9 is coming out very soon. Um, I would say that there's been a large conversation around, like, the Afro-Latino representation in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, on this podcast, are not going to say much about this. Um, I'm going to link an article that explains everything that's been said about it um, by somebody who is much more uh, suited to, you know, speak mm-hmm. on this than we are. Um, but essentially, the conversation has been that there's not a lot of, uh, there's not nearly enough Afro-Latino representation in the film and people involved in the film, specifically the director, um, have not had the best responses to this criticism. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of bringing it up here because, you know, when I do research for these movies, like I just type in the, the movie title and then I start opening all my tabs from the, the Google results. It's the IMDb, the, the Wikipedia, the Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and before I even got to Rotten Tomatoes, which is normally like very high in the results, mm-hmm. there was an article about Lin-Manuel Miranda's response to all this criticism in the New York Times. So that showed up very high in the search results for this film, um, which I think is a sign that it it is an impactful conversation going on around it. Yeah. And um, again, the people involved in the film have not had the best response to it. And... Um, that can definitely affect how this movie pans out. I agree. Um, but again, we're going to link to an article that discusses that in detail. Highly recommend you read it. It's a really great read. It's in um, Refinery. It was on Refinery29. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the tagline, or not tagline. Um, title. Title. Uh, in the Heights, Colorism, Casting, Controversy. 
So, um, again, find that in the show notes, and I'll tweet about it as well. Um, so, we're getting into Rotten Tomatoes now. Uh, it is very critically, uh, very well-received critically. Mm-hmm. Um, 96% of critics, 95% audience score. Um, but it's doing very well on that end, and cinema score has an A as well. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of that critical reception, um, it is doing well. Um, which I also think, you know, goes to show that, like, a movie can be critically received, like, well, mm-hmm. as well as have very valid and important criticisms against it. Mm-hmm. It's not always one or the other. Um, this is kind of the perfect example of that. Okay, that was a lot. That was a lot <laughs> for that section. That section's normally a lot shorter. Yeah. Um, so earlier I talked about how this movie has been in development hell for a long time. The movie was announced by Universal in 2008. Um, oh my god! I was thinking you were say like 2012, and I was like, "Damn, so long ago!" Yeah, and then I, you just added four years to that. I probably saw a high school production of it, like a statewide high school production of it, in 2014 or 2015. Definitely mm-hmm. one of those years. So, you know, a while after even the movie was announced, and I hadn't even heard of it before I saw that production then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what took him so long, Logan? What took him so well? So. It, there were some issues with the director that they had for it, and it was canceled because they were trying to bring in a very high profile, um, some very high profile Latinx actors and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, they were trying to get like a Jennifer Lopez, yeah, uh-huh. um, and couldn't secure any, anybody that big, so it was canceled. And then it kind of shifted hands. It ended up with um, the Weinstein Company. And then with the Harvey Weinstein scandal, mm-hmm. um, you know, there were a lot of movies that, like, his name was removed as a producer on, and the rights were sold off. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember... God, I actually think this happened with Paddington. Hmm. I think it did, because I remember when I worked at a theater during all of this, like, we got new posters for a lot of movies, and really, the there were some very slight differences in the poster in terms of the, the design, but also, like, the studio logos on the bottom were different. Mm-hmm. Um, but this happened within the Heights. Of course, we didn't get poster changes because it never was actually being made at this point. And then the rights were um, sold to Warner Bros. For, I think it said for like $50 million, the rights to make the film. Okay. Um, so then they got it and it still took a while to make, but it started shooting in 2019. And then that's when it was supposed to come out in 2020. Mm-hmm. And got and- put. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Imagine just, like, fucking waiting to release this movie, and then a pandemic hits, and you're like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. So, it went through a lot to get to the big screen. Yeah. Um, but it made it. It did make it there. Um, let's talk about the trailer now. Uh, we watched it uh, last week for our big mm-hmm. episode. Uh, do you have any major thoughts on the trailer? Mm, no. Um... It definitely kept, I think, both of us interested. We were so pumped when we saw the trailer. Uh, and I really didn't know about it. You tried to have me listen to the soundtrack of the original. Yeah, and you didn't Broadway. watch it until you saw the film. Well, I mean, I just, like, when I was listening to it, I couldn't get into it. And it didn't... I was used to Hamilton, and I feel like, to me, it didn't tell a story as coherently. There's probably more talking in between. Which, watching the movie, I don't know how true that really is, mm-hmm. now I think about it, but I just, like, couldn't wrap my head around the whole thing. Um, but the movie was very good. And, again, I think you kind of get what the movie's about in the trailer. What do you think? 
Um, so the trailer had me excited for a couple reasons. Like one, like I do love Hamilton. Um, and I had seen the musical before, so I knew like what it was generally about, what mm-hmm. I was getting into. So I was very excited for it. Um, the fact that John Chu was directing, the director of Crazy Rich Asians, like I love that movie. Yeah, that movie was um, very good. And even though it's not a musical, that movie almost feels like a musical without music. Does that make sense? It's something about like the dr- drama of it all. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's very over the top in some ways, and like. Um, very theatrical, I feel like. Yep, I agree. Um, so I was like, oh, he'll be perfect for this. So like the visuals of the trailer were amazing. You see like mm-hmm. the the pool scene and you see like where they're they're walking on the wall, like, you know, mm-hmm. that, that one scene. I think it looks amazing. The way the music was cut was so awkward to me. Hmm. And I had trouble like vibing with that. All um, right. because it and I was it had me like questioning like if I was misremembering how good the music was. Because it cuts like that opening song in the trailer in some really awkward ways. And I bet if you watched it now, you would notice if you watch the trailer again after seeing the movie. Yeah. Because it's instead of letting like one character get like his whole section in, you have like him saying one line and then one of the other like side character interjections in the song Mm -hmm. happens like right after and then another character comes in right after. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's cut very awkwardly. So it kind of had me like worried that maybe the music wasn't as good as I remembered. Um, that wasn't true, but the yeah. trailer shouldn't have made me have to worry about that. Yeah. So I'm really mixed on the trailer. Um, but I do think I had a lot going for it. Like, I think it's overall a pretty good trailer. And again, you didn't notice the music stuff, so maybe not a lot of other people had an issue with it either. Yeah. Good point. Cool. Um, and then the poster. So I think this poster is, um, kind of hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I agree. It is kind of hilarious. And it's mainly because it has, like, the four main cast. Um, it has from the creator of Hamilton, from the director of Crazy Rich Asians. You know, it's got a cool, like, art style, like this, like, painted... Graffiti-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, except just in the bottom left corner, you have Lin-Manuel Miranda pushing his, <laughs> his, um... The, I mean, I don't know what piragua means. I'm guessing it means something like shaved ice or, mm-hmm. or snow cone or something. So his, little, his piragua stand, which like, I mean, he does have a song in the film, but he's a very minor character. And the only reason he's on that is because of who he is. Yes. So it's just very awkward. Um, what do you think? Uh, it is very awkward, but it's also hilarious. Like when you bring <laughs> it up, I'm like, yeah, they really did just slap him on there. Mm-hmm. Slap him right on there. Just for fun. Um, cool. So, uh, let's get some other stuff going real quick and then we'll talk about our marketing ideas. Um, I want to mention that this film kind of similar to all the other Warner Bros releases on HBO max have a very strong like digital presence. Like I've seen TikTok ads, tons of Twitter ads, um, ads on YouTube and everything. It's kind of everywhere. Um, and I think that's becoming more prominent than things were pre pandemic because mm-hmm. it's easier to click on an ad. And get to the movie. Now, it's not click on an ad and buy tickets to go watch the movie. It's click on it, go watch it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of to, to focus on that too, like the website was really interesting because the entire messaging on the website, it's like focused on the ability to customize your experience. So there's a, an HBO Max button, there's a purchase tickets button, and there's also a book private screening button, which is not something new. Like theaters have always had this option, at yeah. least in our experience. It's always when anybody can run out of theater if they ask. 
we'll give them the detail. We would give them the details. Mm-hmm. If a movie's playing, they can rent out a private showing. Um, they have to buy a certain amount of seats, and they're good. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't as like commonly known before theaters reopened after the pandemic. Yeah. So now it's something that theaters and studios are like heavily pushing, because it's just another option for people to feel safe while going to the movies, and they're trying really, really hard to make people feel safe. Um. You want to hear about one of the ways they're trying really hard that I discovered? Yes. So, do you know how, like, the movie rating system, the uh, MPAA, is like a... Pretty much a, a board created by studios mm-hmm. um, to rate their own movies, essentially? It's, it's like, independent. But the yeah. idea is to avoid um, federal legislation or state legislation, again, to, to limit what they can do in movies. Mm-hmm. They'd rather have... The saying, keep that out of like the government's hands. Um, video games have the same thing with um, and um, it, the name of the video game one is is uh, it, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it right now. Mm-hmm. But they have the same sort of thing. When I mean, she's like rated E for everyone or rated T for teen, like those aren't slapped on by governments. They're slapped on by a um, independent board that mm-hmm. is created by video game makers. Yeah. Um, well, there's a new there's a new self regulatory. Uh, health and safety protocol organized by NATO, not the North American Trade Organization, not that NATO, but the National Association of Theater Owners. <laughs> um, it's called Cinema Safe. Uh, there was a little a little sticker badge like graphic on the In the Heights thing on the In the Heights website. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on it to learn more about it. There's a website cinemasafe.org um, that was put together by NATO. Um, it doesn't really mean anything. Like it's, it's, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't, it's saying like, oh, these theaters are adhering to these cleanliness protocols and everything. But Mm -hmm. like, we've known for a while how COVID works. Like wiping Mm -hmm. down a seat isn't how you stop the spread of COVID. It's, you know, not being in a place on mask and it's just not possible when theaters are selling concessions. So like Mm -hmm. it means nothing, but there, it's a badge that they throw on there to make customers feel a little bit safer mm-hmm. and maybe to make legislators like be like they're taking this seriously we shouldn't yeah. interject yeah exactly um i looked at the list of theaters that are uh you know participating the one the company we used to work at was on there so kudos to them not really <laughs> but um and also like on the website on the cinema safe website there's like an easy place to grab graphics for you know to throw on your own website or to put on your own theater graphics and stuff like you can download all the graphics easily and that kind of shows that that's what it's meant for is just to make people feel safe i don't i would never and i'm telling everybody this do not trust the 16 year olds at those theaters they're not they might spit on your seat and think it's funny and then they're gonna wipe it in i mean i'm gonna be honest like i'm when i was wiping down seats at the theater is like constantly half-assing it like i'm trying to get home I'm trying to do yep. homework. I'm trying to apply for jobs <laughs> in the theater office. Constantly <laughs> half-assing. <laughs> um, so, again, like, we know what it's like. It doesn't mean anything. But, you know, we should probably just take some nice pictures of us and slap on that CinemaSafe logo. and just. <laughs> um, cool. Last thing I wanted to point out is if you've been listening for a while, listen to our Soul episode. Um, they did a, a podcast, a Spotify-exclusive podcast. Um, with, cannot even remember his name now. Um, the co-director of Soul. Um, Kent Powers? 
That sounds I think familiar. Yeah, and you know, um, they did a couple. Of, uh, I think like six different episodes. I I listened to the one with Jamie Foxx on it, which was great. Um, but it's a cool little thing, just kind of about the making of the movie. You kind of get to talk to like actors and stuff like that about either the making of the movie or just you know their own stuff. But it's a good way to at least get people talking about the movie. And they did one for In the Heights that has Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. and um, someone else on it. I don't remember the other person's name. Um, but they talk about it, and just, again, that was a little cool thing they did, just to kind of drum up some conversation around it and around the people that are in the movie. So, that's everything in terms of the marketing stuff we found. Well, what about the marketing stuff we have in our brains? Yeah, well, that's, what, that's for you to tell me and our great listeners. Okay, well, let me use my brain powers, and I'll just say the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay. <laughs> You're trusting me a lot here, huh? Okay. Um, that was me thinking really hard, mm-hmm. so here it comes. Uh, <laughs> your face right now is too much. Okay. So, I mean, what do you do? You get the drama kids in on this. The drama kids are, like, in the heights. I love that. So how do you get the drama kids in on it? Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So one, drama kids are the worst. I used to be one. I can I I can say it. <laughs> They're the worst. But also, like, they will they will shell out for any anything, and you don't even have to pay them. If, that is that's a perfect opportunity for like, give us your best in the Heights song performance. <gasps> oh and, my god! And you know, post it to to Twitter, post it to YouTube, to TikTok. You know, the trendy one now. Can you imagine all the kids that would be posting their videos on TikTok? There, there was, and I never actually saw it on TikTok, and I actually should have done more research on it before the episode. But maybe it's good that I didn't, because it's, it, <laughs> it's telling that I know what it is, but don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But you know how people on TikTok, when there's something like trendy, mm-hmm. like something trending, normally a, a corporate trending thing, mm-hmm. people will just randomly throw the hashtag in their video to kind of hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, 100%. So have you been seeing hashtag in the Heights challenge on people's TikToks? I think I have, yes. I made it that TikTok with you in it recently, and I did put hashtag in the Heights challenge on it. <laughs> um, it had nothing to do with in the Heights. But um, they, they might have tried to have done something on TikTok. They must have. Maybe it was a bad idea. In that case, we didn't say it either. <laughs> uh, that's it. Well, I mean, I feel like I would have seen more kids singing in the Heights. But I don't know. So how do you feel about... The movie soundtrack. So I've been trying to get you to listen to the official Broadway recording for a while. Mm-hmm. But they didn't release the movie soundtrack until after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Which I can see for a lot of movies. It's like, oh, we don't want to spoil it. But the the Broadway recording's already out there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would have been better to kind of drum up excitement for the movie with the soundtrack pre-release. But may, what do you think? I don't love it and I don't hate it. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Sounds, sounds like you'd go for the very lukewarm opinion of just releasing it a couple days after the movie comes out. Yeah, I mean, I that's because I'm not going to listen to it before. I guess theater kids would. I Again, guess some theater, people. Th- anything you can think of, and you're like, would a theater kid do that? The answer is probably yes, unless unless it's like eat at a restaurant and with their friends and sit there calmly and quietly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing they wouldn't do. Oh, my God. I actually know adult theater groups that did that. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, 
Again, you know what they say. Once a theater kid, always a theater kid. So, I mean, I personally wouldn't, but I think that you're right. There are people who are, like, super into the musical who would have, I think even you would have possibly listened to it before. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I could see that. I could okay. see that. So is it my turn to come up with an idea? Uh, I mean, we're kind of both just, like, spitballing here. Yeah. Um, in the Heights, ice cream trucks. Or, you know, Piragua trucks. Yes. De- deploy them all across the country. Um, and have Lynn manuel Miranda uh, lookalikes pushing them. Okay, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> um, well, just an idea. Uh, well, see, I said trucks. You said pushing them. So are they pushing carts? Or are they, are the trucks, are they too cheap to give the trucks like an engine? So... Are they having to be pushed It's not that they're cheap. People? It's just how it happened in the movie. I'm talking about a truck, though. Fine. Then you put the truck. It's a truck, and Lin-Manuel well, Miranda is driving it. Okay, what if it's... Look a, like. What if it's like a truck, but inside, the, like, you open up the back doors as a truck, and then a little ramp comes down, and then out comes the cart? Uh, what if you drive it mysteriously into popular places? You know I love this shit. You go to New York, you go to Atlanta, you go to LA, and you drive the truck. It is a Lynn Manuel Miranda lookalike or him, because you're not doing it all at the same time. Yeah. The truck shows up, and well, no, it has to be all at the same time. Sorry, it has to all be at the same time. You show up, and uh, there is, can you please say that word for me again? Pure agua? Pure agua. Pure, pure aguas inside, but they open up the back, and then it's like a flash mob. And people get pure aguas. Okay, miss. It is 2021, not 2012. Okay. Um, flash mobs died. Okay, well, not when they're all, they all come out and they're all singing in the heights. Okay. They're singing the songs, and they're also like, here you go. Here's your pure agua. Um, it's a great idea. One good idea, which I would say this movie did do, is they resisted the urge to rename the movie Lynn the Heights. Which, like, I wouldn't have done that. I, I, I mean, it's an urge I would have had. And it's a good idea to resist that urge. So that's kind of what well, I'm saying. Well, that's why he didn't... Logan, he didn't name <laughs> it that himself. Do you realize that? I mean, yeah. So that's not how it was intended. I mean, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, okay. Okay, okay. I feel like I had another idea. Oh, yeah. And since we're talking about Piragua trucks and everything... <laughs> okay, um, I'm ready. You know, cross promotions in other movies. Like recently, there was a big article about how, and I don't remember, I don't know if this is reputable. I don't know who said this, if anybody involved with the franchise actually said this, mm-hmm. but that there's the possibility of a Jurassic World Fast and the Furious crossover, mm-hmm. which one is like the coolest fucking thing. Okay. Ever. Number two. Even you would be excited for that. N- no, I wouldn't. Number two. <laughs> um, well, Logan, I've seen neither of those movies. Okay, I, whatever. <laughs> Number two. But while we're at it, let's just do an In the Heights, Fast and the Furious crossover. You know? I'm going to stampede over what your idea movie- because it's what- stupid. What do these movies have in common? Number one, family. Number two, trucks or cars. Number three. There are no trucks in In the Heights. There is a Piragua truck. Now, he is kind of the bad guy because he's like running like Miranda's Piragua car out of business. But... It's the future, baby. Trucks. 
Okay, well, I think your idea is dumb, and if you think of good uh, creamy, icy desserts, the ice cream truck, instead of playing on the floor by Shakira, it is playing just like some In the Heights instrumental songs. That's and, cool. And then these kids are like, hmm, and you know, they're humming to it, and they're like, Siri, what is this song? And they like hum it, and then it pulls up on their fucking phone. I want to know. I want you to know. Yeah. We are we are running a little late. We've great great content. Daddy made you some content. Bo Burn. No, you don't no, like that? No. I'm not cutting it. I do want you to know though that I was talking about the similarities between In the Heights and the Fast and Furious franchise and said one, family, two, trucks, three, and then you started shitting on my ideas so hard. You you interrupted <laughs> me at number three and saved me from the fact that I didn't have a number three. So thank you. I knew you weren't going to get very far with it, my guy, because then you stopped interrupting me, and I knew it was because you, you just kept interrupting me if you had something. And I know you. I see the no, smile on your face. I don't interrupt you. I trust... Well, I did kind of interrupt you just now. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, I trust your ideas. And when you talk, I listen with all of my attention. And I'm, it's in my heart. Your, your words enter my ears and go to my heart. When did I say that? No, that's what I say. Oh, okay. About your words. Do we have any more ideas? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for listening to our episode about Lynn the Heights. Um, Nobody's going to be able to find this episode now because they don't know what Lynn the Heights is. Well, they're going to be able to find it because we're going to name the episode in the Heights for that sweet, sweet SEO, baby. But Lynn the Heights is what they'll hear. I don't like the energy you're bringing today. <laughs> I do not like the energy you're bringing. Um, okay, well, on that note, uh, <laughs> if you do like the energy we're bringing, find us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Marketers Cut. Find the podcast. You made a bump. Find the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts or on YouTube. Learn more at marketerscut.com. I want to thank Jacob Wall for his art. Find more of his work on Instagram at Jacob Art Wall. Um, I did the theme song for this podcast. Uh, hit me up if you want a podcast theme song. I'm free. And... Cool. So uh, next week, I'm not sure what we're talking about. <laughs> I think we might talk about Luca, the new Pixar film. Oh my god! But there I'm might so be something excited. else big too. So we'll figure it out. You know, we're talking about Luca, right? Okay, we're talking about Luca. It is, <laughs> is going to be easy to watch because it's on Disney Plus. And because, well, do we have to pay for it? No. And because I I love Pixar. Yes. So I'm not giving you a choice. And I think I read a tweet about how they're going to the, to Luca Di Beppo. So, um, cool. Uh, let's say bye now. Music is maybe already up now. Probably. I've probably already faded the music up. Well, now we're being. It's almost like we're being castaways. Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Last thing I need is the backyard again taking us to court. Ahoy there, ahoy. We are castaways. We're stuck where we are with no house, no car. Castaways, ahoy. We are castaways. You can cut that wherever you need to cut it.